Wine you. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Wine You Wish Upon a Star, your favorite Disney fan cast from a couple of lushes. I'm your host, Brenna Pale. And I'm your other host, Joe Pale. And if you are joining us for the first time, we watch Disney movies, we drink a little wine, and then we, we, we drink a lot of wine. We drink a lot of wine, and then we talk about them. This is our fourth episode, and we just watched the classic Disney film, Bambi. It was so cute! It was. I forgot how much I loved it. Yeah. I and actually, by I forgot how much I loved it, I mean, I don't remember watching this film. Like, I know I've seen it, like, multiple times, but I don't remember really watching it. Yeah, I remember watching it, but I remember, like, being really frustrated when I would watch it when I was younger, because... It was like, this is a dumb movie. It's just about animals with big eyes and eyelashes. And they just go about their lives and run around and laugh at each other. And then then they all fall in love. Dumb, dumb, dumb. Before we get too far into the movie, we should talk about the wine we're drinking. Oh, okay. Pray tell, what wine have we got tonight? So, in keeping... Well, you have... Do you want to grab the bottle so we can see what we're... I can. You want to pause it? Well, I don't remember who it's by. I just know it's called Carnivore. The wine we chose for this screening is called Carnivore. Carnivore? Why Carnivore? Well, in keeping with the themes of the movie, it's called Carnivore. (laughs) Which is a meat-eating animal. This movie is very big on the man-is-bad sort of thing. Yeah, that's true. Actually, that brings me to my first famous fact. The American Film Institute did a survey of the greatest film villains of all time. And this movie has the number 20, ranked number 20 villain. The villain is man. Anyway, back to the wine. The name, the brand is Carnivore, Mm -hmm. but it is a Cabernet Sauvignon. It was all right. Yeah, it was good. It was good. It's a little harsh, but you know, it's... It's harsh like a carnivore. It's like, yeah. Just like ripped into you. (laughs) <laughs> so it wasn't bad i mean for literally like a ten dollar bottle of wine yeah i mean it wasn't even ten dollars so we already talked about our initial uh impressions but uh let's get started so first of all bambi starts out explaining that it was based on a book wait bambi starts out explaining it was based on a book yeah it was based on a book by felix sultan oh okay i thought you meant like Bambi himself was like, this like, is, this is a, a book. book so like, everybody chill out. I didn't watch that part. Yeah, no. I looked up the book that Bambi is based on, and apparently it's basically like Game of Thrones in the woods. It's incredibly graphic. There's tons of violence and gore. It's also one of the first pieces of work that is actually like pro-environmentalism. Well, yeah, man is the bad guy. Man is the bad guy. But it's like the first actual work that says like, preserve nature or else. So over the credits, they are playing this song. There's like this this male operatic crooner singing the song, Love is a Song. And uh, it's a very pretty song. Please keep singing more. I don't remember how it goes, but it was called Love is a Song. It's a theme that kind of plays throughout the rest of the movie because it's about love. This and whole movie is about love. Because it's the circle of life. This is the original circle of life. I know. Because it's like love that keeps the, the, the whole animal kingdom revving. Not a single baboon lifted a single lion. Well, it's a different part of the world, too. Oh. There aren't a lot of forests in the savannah. 
That explains why I kept thinking, like, why is the deer, like, the top? Like, why is the deer the prince? Like, why is it not a lion? Shouldn't it have been a bear or something? Yeah, I don't know. They keep referring to Bambi's birth as the new prince has come. And it's just like, oh, they have they have a hierarchy. They have a whole governing system. But, like, who decides which animals are in charge? And why the deer? They seem to be the ones who are most in trouble all the time. Right. Deer are very, like, fragile creatures. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, deer kill more people a year than bears do. Interesting. That's fact. I can't quote you from where it's from. <laughs> I just know it's you fact. You can just state that it's fact and that makes it I fact. I can state it's fact, so it's fact. The internet no, told me so. That's a thing because people often try to pet deer. It's the same thing with hippos. Why hippos are so lethal, because people don't realize that they can run as fast as a car. Right. And they like to eat people. Right. And I remember that I learned that the multiple times I've been to Yosemite, because they said, like, don't pet the deer. And I was like, well, I would would never walk up to a deer and be like, I'm going to pet you like a dog. Speaking of which, I did come face to face with a deer when we went to Yosemite a couple (laughs) years ago. Um, I was standing on the trail just kind of standing at the uh, at one point in the trail where there was like a little bit of like a, a switchback. As I was standing there, I heard some rustling in the bushes and all of a sudden a full grown deer just jumps out. It like walks up like, oh, I'm, I'm kind of lost. And it walks out in front of this other hiker and he's so startled. But in that moment, he just like, like he freaks out, but then he regains himself and then he says, oh, hey, buddy. And the deer runs off in another direction. And this deer was like 10 feet away from me, but it was much closer to the other guy. And the two of us just look at each other and we just start laughing hysterically. (laughs) I would never, ever think to go and pet that deer because it looked like it was just like a high strung wound up thing of energy. I think your spirit animal is a deer. I don't think so. I do. Okay, maybe it is. The movie opens with this incredible multiplane shot where it's going through all these different layers of brush and trees. I've, I think I've already waxed poetically about how much I love the multiplane, but in the other movies, it was just maybe about three layers where it's like a foreground, a midground, a background. This has like eight layers to it, and there's like babbling brooks, and there, it just moves around. It's incredibly beautiful. It feels like it's three-dimensional. And it's just insane how good it looks. Although we are watching it on a Blu-ray, which I think has pretty much just like digitally restored absolutely every pixel. Like there are no imperfections in this. Like everybody kind of looks like they've been drawn in perfectly with like the same brush. I didn't even pay as much attention to the animation of this one just because I so much enjoyed the movie itself. Yeah. Like in couple past movies it's like well the movie itself is okay but like the animation is beautiful whereas this one i was like oh man i really like this movie like i want bambi to be my friend (laughs) and thumper's a butt he's kind of just silly he's kind of the tour guide well and then the owl okay so there's an owl there's a wise owl that comes throughout the entire thing he looks like the owl from winnie the pooh yeah 
Well, the movie starts off with him, and it's basically him, like, as the sun is rising, he's going home to go to bed because he's a nocturnal animal. And immediately, it's all the other animals waking up and making a ton of noise, and his eyelids are heavy, and he's just like, oh, please stop, which becomes his whole MO through the entire thing, him telling everybody to just be quiet because he's trying to get to sleep. And then there's a tiny mouse who just keeps washing his face throughout the entire movie. Oh, I love He doesn't that do mouse. much anything else. He grabs he a little dewdrop and just like face. washes his face all And he does that like fast mouse, like, yeah. that's the sound <laughs> mice make when they wash their face. That's the sound of the mouse washing on the face train. So the next animals we see are a chipmunk and squirrel. I have a chipmunk and squirrel. Chipmunk and squirrel. I have a fact about this. <gasps> Fun facts with Joe Pale. So, originally, the chipmunk and squirrel were supposed to be a lot more prominent figures in it. They were actually supposed to be modeled in their behavior after Laurel and Hardy. (laughs) So, they were supposed to show up all the time and just be doing all this kind of physical comedy stuff in the background or just like, or in the foreground, kind of like bringing levity to every situation. I think Disney thought that it was kind of distracting and said, you know, we can introduce the characters, but we don't really need them to be like upfront because it kind of draws away from the whole emotional arc of the characters that we do get to know. That's a cool fact. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's not. Hey, that's a cool fact. Thumper calls everyone to attention (laughs) by thumping his foot against things. I mean, your fact was very cool. I just was trying to continue. I'm not, I'm not downplaying my fact. I was just. Whoa! Trying. What an amazing guy! Oh my gosh! That was <laughs> terrifying. So, Thumper starts thumping his feet against everything and calls all the other animals to attention because the prince is being born. The owl completely just turns his attitude around from being like. You dumb animals, I'm trying to sleep to, oh, it's not every day a prince is born. And he just all of a sudden becomes this delightful old man. He's like, come on, everybody, let's go see the prince. So, like, they all run over, and the prince is already born, and he's this cute little deer. And then Thumper's like, he can't walk. I love Thumper so much because he has absolutely no filter, and he just keeps saying whatever comes to his mind. And every single moment he says something, his mom's just like, Thumper? What did your father say? Who's, f- by the way, we never meet. Right. But my favorite, like, I am very much right, but I very much enjoy. <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. <laughs> I want to talk about Thumper's dad. Please do. He is not a character in this movie whatsoever, but he is a man that clearly sends his wife and children off every morning with a rhyme of what to do. <laughs> a little nugget of wisdom. Just like, oh, you're going to leave for today? Let me give you a nugget of wisdom in a rhyming sense. Maybe he works at like a fortune cookie factory, just like sitting there with a pen. Like, I must find my inspiration. If you don't have anything nice to say, don't say anything at all. Eating things that are green makes you big and strong and mean. No, that's not how it goes. I don't remember how it means. Where it's like, oh, if you eat something green... You'll be able to thump your feet. And Thumper's just like, also, you puke in your own lap. And I made that up. definitely what he said. (laughs) Good job. I paid attention. (laughs) When Bambi finally gets up, because everybody's all surrounding him, he starts kind of stumbling around. And that's when I kind of realized, oh, wow, 
the music syncs up perfectly with the way that the characters move. I think what they kind of learned with Fantasia was just kind of how to sync up sound really well. And they experimented it with a little of it in Dumbo with the Pink Elephant song, where there there was like more of like a dance number sort of thing. But this is where they've transcended that and gone into the fact the point where they can compose the music around the motion and vice versa. And so there's like little little musical cues. It's kind of like Peter and the Wolf, where it's like you can feel the motion in the way that the that the musical instruments play. I didn't even notice a lot of that. Oh, I noticed it all the time in this because. Not only does that happen when Bambi gets up and every time he stumbles, it's like this, like it, it works so well. Not only that, but when they first go to the meadow, which we'll get to, when Bambi's like mom starts walking out and she starts kind of looking around, there's like these tense strings. And every time she turns her head, there's like this, which now has become the accepted vernacular for horror movies. Whenever there's a character who's like in a moment of suspense and they're looking around and every time they turn their head, it's like this. I mean, it probably happened in other movies, but I'm sure this movie was instrumental in making that a trope. No, this was the first horror movie. Is it? I think so, because (laughs) later on when things start going south, I felt like I was watching Halloween or something like that. Okay, well, no, go back to the happy parts. So I enjoyed that, like... Bambi was learning to be a deer, and he was being taught by a rabbit. (laughs) Maybe this is just my brain going to video games, but the whole scene where he's following Thumper and Thumper's siblings around, and he's just like, all right, now try walking, now try running, now try jumping, now try climbing. It felt like a tutorial mission in a video game where it's just like, this is how we learn how the controls work through a story point. Well, and he teaches him to mm-hmm. say words, and he's like, say bird. But because he's being taught by a rabbit, he shakes his nose every time he says a bird. Oh, that was so cute. It was. This is a cute movie. So he, like, teaches him words, and then he, like, teaches him the word flower. And then a skunk pops up from between the flowers, and mm-hmm. so he's like, that's a flower, too. <laughs> We're learning. And then the skunk, like, gets all, like, blushed and is like, mm-hmm. you can call me flower. I think I've seen that scene more than I've seen any other scene in this movie, mainly because at California Adventure, in the animation studio that they have there, you can provide your own voice to voice over certain scenes in Disney movies, and that's the one scene where you can have three voice actors, because you can have somebody be Thumper, Bambi, and Flower. I just remember going with my family all the time when I was really young, and whenever anybody, like my dad would be the one who played Flower. My dad's like a big guy with a deep voice. And so whenever we get to the point where it's like, you can call me flower if you want to. He's like, you can call me flower if you want to. (laughs) Yeah, I remember we used to do that over (laughs) that place. So young Bambi has dragon force power when he says any words. Like the first time he tries to say anything, he his body flies backwards and he like slams into his mom. And then when he starts saying bird, he looks at the birds and he's like, Bird! And all the rabbits and birds, like, fly in every direction. I started to think, well, maybe at some point he's just going to, like, yell something and, like, knock a tree over. Well, we all know that deer have focal powers to knock over trees. That's what they're known for. That's how they kill all those people every year. They go, ah! And people die. (laughs) 
uh, a storm appears. Lightning, thunder. Not a lot of the animals are really phased by it. The little mouse continues to wash his face. Well, I mean, it's kind of nice because it kind of shows the whole, you know, as humans, everybody kind of panics. I don't. Maybe that's just because we live in Los Angeles. Everyone panics and gets all weird whenever it rains. But the animals are like, it's a way of life. This is what we do. Like the ducks are like, let's go swimming. But the thing that I loved about this was the actual music. I'd never paid attention to it before because I thought that the song was kind of hokey and corny. It's like, drip, drip, drop, little rainbow shows. And if you like, but then listening to it as an adult, like actually having been like, like sung in choirs, it's, it's incredibly complicated, especially when they start imitating the wind, because it's like they're not singing actual like notes. They're singing tones that just like uh, modulate up and down without an actual like, I don't know. Like you can't play that on a piano because like every every like note is is distinct. But instead it's like it's just kind of like a like a wave. If I had seen no other Disney movies other than the four we've watched so far, I would think that Walt Disney was very scared of thunder and lightning. Yes. Every single movie so far has had a thunderstorm happen. Like, I don't think there was any rain in Snow White, but there was definitely thunder Mm -hmm. because that's what killed the witch. Spoiler alert. Wait, you can't spoiler alert something we did like two months ago. I'm just trying to be respectful. Also, you can't spoiler alert something after you've already said it. Spoiler alert. (laughs) Spoiler alert. You don't know how to spoiler alert. Spoiler (laughs) alert. And then in in Pinocchio, there was the whole thing where Geppetto was was yelling for Pinocchio. We don't have to go through them all. It's thunder and lightning in every single one. In Dumbo, there was all of the ominous things. You can listen to us. Find us on iTunes. Okay. No, they're already listening to us. They know how to find us. Find more of us on iTunes and SoundCloud. Yeah, Okay. The thunder gets really loud, all the animals get scared, and that scene ends. And we cut to Bambi, who can now talk and walk. And not only can he talk and walk, he talks and walks with a vengeance, where he's walking, he's following his mother, like, Mother, where are we going? Why are we going there? What's happening? Shh, Bambi, it's okay. But the thing is that his mom has an answer. His mom has an answer for absolutely every question, even if she's just kind of making it up. As a kid, I was always, I associated with that where, you know, that kind of curiosity (laughs) as an older person, I start to think that's kind of annoying. Oh boy, what's in store when I have a kid? But his mother has like infinite patience where she's just like, yes, yes, of course. And he's like, hey, we're special deer, right? Where are the other deer? How can I ever see them? She's like, well, we will. Don't worry. Like she just has an, like an immediate from the holster answer for everything and i incredibly respect that yeah but i also love the part where she goes stop talking bambi (laughs) stop talking mama has a headache (laughs) mama needs to drink more wine stop talking bambi in this scene where she says hey bambi stop talking uh they're walking towards the meadow and she like they get to the meadow and she's like this is the meadow and bambi starts like rushing towards the meadow. It's like, oh yeah, meadow time. She jumps in front of him. She's like, do not run out to the meadow. It's really unsafe, all this stuff. And like, I just kept thinking like, if it's so unsafe, why why are you in the meadow? I think that's just because that's where all the grass is. That good, good grass. But maybe that's like, I don't know, it's their social time. 
But it just seems very dangerous, especially because everything ends with gunshots every time they're in the I meadow. I mean, she even says that, like, immediately when he starts running. And she's just like, by the way, the meadow's unsafe. There are no trees. There's no place to hide. And it's just like, why are you taking your baby here? Maybe it's maybe it's like a like an allegory for uh, taking your child to the city, where it's just like, oh, this is this is where the where we get our business done. This is where we thrive, but it's also very dangerous because that's where the deer meet up. That's the only time that you see the deers meet up is in the uh, in the meadow. That's true because that's where Bambi meets Feline. Yeah, he was just asking, how come we never see any deer, and then he meets a female deer, a doe. A deer. A, a female, female deer. deer. We said that. Yes. And we know it's a female deer because she has eyelashes and she's pink. Yeah. All of the females have like a slight pink tint to them in this movie. And Bambi gets all cute and bashful and like he was running around before and now he like trips over himself and he falls into a pond and she's teasing him. Well, he was he was really awkward in the whole tutorial stage and he gets back to being awkward again. And I think that's just kind of what he does whenever he's feeling feelings. He starts tripping over himself. But he's so cute about it. Yeah. So then they're running around, and then all of a sudden, like, all these big man deer come through with their antlers. And they're, like, running around, and then... I think they're called bucks. No, nah, I'm going to stick with man deers. And they, like, all stop and look up, and there's, like... The Prince of Princes. Yeah, so based on the folklore that they've set up, Bambi is the prince, so obviously his father is the king, right? No, 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 right? he's the young prince. He's the, but they keep calling him prince. They keep and then, him So it's prince. like, of course, he's a prince, so like his father's the king, right? And no. then they start showing this other deer, and I make the connection where I'm just like, oh, that must be the king. He's got big antlers. He's got a commanding presence. And so his mother's like, oh, that's the prince. That's the prince of the forest. And I was just like, well, I thought Bambi was the prince of the forest. There's no kings, only princes. No more kings. Just like America. Bambi sees his dad. Well, they don't know it's we dad. don't know it's his dad. Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. <laughs> we don't know it's his dad. But this prince of the forest walks by and just stares at Bambi and then just like walks on. And Bambi's like... Why did he, he stare looked at, me. at me? He looked at me. Then the prince goes off on his own into the forest, which in this scene, there's there's these incredible lighting effects where whenever he like hits like a patch of sunlight, like there's this golden glow on him and he's just kind of walking up on his own, completely majestic. And then he just like stops. And because the way they explain that he has become the prince is that he's survived the longest. He's like the oldest deer. And you can tell by his antlers, because he's got the biggest antlers. He's had the longest lifespan. Everybody else, they're all kind of, like, younger. You know, like, guys in their young 20s or something like that. And this this is, like, George Clooney walking around. So, George Clooney deer walks off by himself. And we see, like, Bambi and his mom playing. But then this, like, flock of birds come up. And we realize that is a signal for danger. So the prince, the great prince, comes like running back through and everybody starts running away. Well, part of like what makes him the oldest deer is he's got the instincts. He knows what to look for. He knows how to read the forest. He knows how to read the other animals. And so in that moment, that's him using his survival skills to try to help everybody else. And that's one of the reasons why they all look to him, because he's like, I sense danger. And they're like, we trust you because you're the survivor. (laughs) 
So, of course, Feline has no problem finding her mom, but Bambi's mom can't find him. She's like, Bambi, Bambi. And so the prince, the great prince, finds Bambi, and the, the three of them go running off together right as, like, shots ring out. But it cuts to Bambi and his mom okay. The whole thing of not having not seen this movie for a long time, I'm aware that Bambi's mother meets a tragic end, but I didn't know when it was going to happen. And this point gave me so much stress because I thought this was that moment because because the mother's like, Bambi, where are you? And the prince shows up and he's like, Bambi, follow me. And I was like, no, don't leave her behind. And then it, the scene ends with just like the sound of a gunshot. And I was like, oh, that's how it happened. And then the next scene, you see Bambi and his mother talking, saying like, oh, that was real close, wasn't it? <sighs> Got my blood pumping. Well, they're like, that was close. Man is bad. And that's pretty much the, the key point. Man is bad. It's funny that you say man is bad because, uh, hey, Brennan, would you like a fun fact? I would love a fun fact. Right Boy, now. am I. So okay. the animators had uh, on this movie had a special code for whenever Walt Disney walked into the offices to supervise what they were doing. And it was men in the forest. <laughs> <laughs> whenever any animator poked another animator and said men in the forest, they had to like behave themselves because they knew Walt was in the office and he was going to walk around and like observe what they were doing and everything. So they could have just played some thunder and lightning and he probably would have fled. Uh, so Bambi and his mom are okay. And we cut to now it's winter. Well, it's becoming fall. We get a number of shots of like leaves drying up and winter and there's snow on the ground. And Bambi's playing in the snow. It's very cute. Here comes Thumper. They run along the ice. They slip. Thumper spends a good 20 minutes trying to get Bambi to, like, ice skate. And they basically end up in, like, a ball of limbs in the snow. It's very cute. I was also very impressed because... uh uh, thinking back to the other movies that we've seen, a lot of times the action and the animation is very planar on a very horizontal plane where characters just move left to right, right to left. When Bambi is slipping on the ice and he's kind of spinning around, you actually kind of see every angle of him. You get a sense of sort of his like three-dimensional sort of form. I thought that was kind of cool, especially when Thumper's like kind of spinning him around. You don't normally get that. And it really kind of made me think that they, you know, oh, I'm boring. Yeager's yawning. No, you don't have to stop halfway through that <laughs> sentence. I'm yawning because it's 1215. I'm not yawning because you're boring. <laughs> I mean, you were being a little boring, but <laughs> that didn't have to do it. Okay, so they see flower. No, I'm just saying flower's there. They made up with flower and flower's sleeping. He's hibernating. He's hibernating. And but they, Thumper wakes him up first and goes, what are you doing? Are you hibernating? Well, I was until he woke me up. <laughs> they make it this cute scene where it's it's kind of like when he's just woken up, just like, oh, okay, cool. Well, I'm going to go back to sleep. But in reality, that would have thrown off his entire year because that was his only moment to hibernate. Well, he probably would have died. So way to go, Thumper. I also noticed he had a little bit of a belly. Like, he had already stocked up on his food and everything like that. And he's just like, mm, I'm all comfortable. I'm cozy. I did all my hunting and gathering. 
But winter doesn't actually last that long in the movie. And we cut to, and we're not in the winter anymore. Well, it kind of does. Sort of in the winter, but they're they're Bambi and his mom are like constantly on the move. Like they're looking for tree bark to eat, and I was wondering, like, do they, do they just keep wandering? Do they, and it, they make it seem like it's this long journey, even? But they keep returning to the same thicket where they, where they where they sleep. Well, and the snow melts, and there's a bunch of grass. Oh, and it's such a nice moment. The grass looks so delicious. Yeah, and even like, though like Sweet. I don't eat grass, but that grass looks so good after all those scenes of of harsh winter. Well, there's some outside if you wanted some. Is there? There's definitely grass outside. Oh my gosh! I'll be right back. So we're gonna take a pause so that Joe can go eat some grass. Mm. Ew! Don't no. <laughs> we're not gonna use that. <laughs> so this moment. There's this lovely moment where it's just like, okay, we've made it through the winter. Everything's going to be fine. And then all of a sudden, like, Bambi's mother's ears start twitching. And that's when the moment when I started panicking again. Because, like, oh, this is when it happens, isn't it? Bambi's just chowing down on the grass. And then his mom's like, don't look. Just run. Run back to the thicket. Just run. And Bambi's, like, looking back behind him because he's actually running faster than her. And she's like, don't look back. Just keep running. Keep running. You hear the kapow. You just see Bambi running. He makes it to the thicket and he turns around. He's, he's like, got this oh, I'm big, so glad we made it. He's got this big smile on his face. And he's just like, we made it, mother. We made it. Mother and then you just make it. You just see like the wind start picking up and it like the visibility is down. The snow is coming down and he starts wandering back. Mother. He's mother. just yelling mother into the wilderness. And then he thinks he sees her, but it's just like this obscured silhouette of the prince of the forest and he's just like your mother can't be with you anymore he does not have very good bedside manner in this situation and he's just like come with me so he does <laughs> so he, he goes does. with him although that's the moment when he says come with me my son that's true and that's when you actually find out that is his father you don't see a lot of the father you know parenting happening because it immediately Immediately. Well, yeah, it's not that you don't see a lot of it. You don't see any of it. It cuts to springtime. But like multiple years later. And there are birds and they're flying around and flirting with each other and singing a wonderful song. And I was like. They're more than flirting. They're they're trying to mate with each other. Yeah, they are. Make more birds. Yep. And there's the owl telling them all to quiet it down. Quiet it down again. So. When I was younger, I, I just thought like, okay, sad part's over. We're now back and happy. Yay, yay, we're back and happy. But now as an adult, I'm just like, this, this feels so empty and hollow. It makes me feel more bitter about the scene that had just happened before. Because everybody's just like, and it's springtime and we're all happy and we're going to mate with each other. And I was just thinking of like Bambi's well-being. And it's just like, he, that can't pave over that, that, that sense of loss and regret. Yeah, except but apparently that, it did. Except that when we see Bambi, he's now like much older. Yeah, how much time? So passed? I'm thinking it's like literally a couple years. I mean, mm-hmm. he's all grown up. He's got antlers. He's muscular. I don't really know how fast like deers grow up, but I apparently he hasn't seen his friends for a while. But yeah, he's been like off growing, learning being a strong man and he comes back and like now he gets to see flower and he gets to see thumper 
and he gets to see wise owl. The flower's got flower's got like a sweet little mohawk now. Like he's got this like little pony hawk on the top. Well, and they all had these like little girl voices, and now they're like, and now they have voices like this. So then they they start asking the owl like, "What's wrong with all the birds? What's going on with them?" And the owl starts telling them this horror story. He's like, "Oh, what's wrong with them? I'll tell you. They're Twitter painted." Twitter painted. And then he starts explaining what it is. And he's basically explaining what love feels like when you fall in love with somebody. But he's making it sound like it's this, like, STD or something. He's like, ugh. It's like, first, this happens. Your eyes bug out. And you start shaking all over. And your heart starts to beat fast. Your heart starts beating fast. And you feel like your knees are going to go out from underneath you. One of my favorite, uh elements of this is that while he's explaining everything, his head and his body are like on a completely different axis because he's he's an owl and he can twist his head all the way around. So he's like accentuating how horrible this all is by like twisting his head around and moving it in weird directions or shoving it down into his neck. It's really kind of funny. And then all of the animals that he's talking to say, I never want to be Twitterpated. And as I know from high school... Nothing boils the blood in young boys like an abstinence vow. <laughs> well, and they all say, like, that'll never happen to us. Like, that sounds terrible. Bros we, before hoes, boy. We don't want to walk on clouds. <laughs> well, then we turn they the corner. Start walking, and immediately there's a female skunk that sees good old Flower wearing his Jonas Brothers purity ring and being like... <laughs> I'm going to break that boy. Well, she sees him and she's like, ah. and so she jumps into flowers. And as they walk by, she goes, Ooh. Ooh. uses her feminine wiles. Also, like you said, she's slightly pink. Oh, uh, like I said, all of the all female the animals slightly are pink. slightly pink. So like all as the boys are walking through the forest, flower just kind of stops and turns around like, what's going on over here? And she just starts, like, nuzzling up to him and just putting the moves on him. And he turns bright red and stiff as an ironing board, just falls backwards and just, like, like a statue, lands on his face. And then he just kind of wanders away with them. They turn back and he just looks back like, eh. Yeah, like he's just <laughs> powerless. And he just follows her off into the woods. You just see their tails, like, going through the flower bed. And then they're just like, whatever. And they keep walking. Thumper and Bambi are like, ugh. And so they get a little bit farther. And (laughs) there isn't now a girl bunny. A girl bunny, really? A slightly pink girl bunny who has strategically placed fluff on her chest Mm -hmm. to look like a lady bunny. Give her a little bit of an hourglass figure. And they round the corner, and Thumper stops mid-jump. Like, he literally is, like, frozen in the air and turns his head back to look at her. I love in this whole scene because she's just, like, she's really putting on the moves hard. And not only is she putting the moves hard on him, she's, like, coming towards camera. And, like, there's these dramatic close-ups where it's, like, she's flirting with the audience. And then, like, there's, like, these dramatic close-ups on him. I feel like I'm watching, like, an Alfred Hitchcock movie. And she's got those... Big old eyelashes. And he's got these weird, like, like he's completely frozen, but has these weird isolated movements that are so adorable. And, like, his cheek starts moving a little bit. Or his the tip of his ear starts moving a little bit. Like, you just kind of see, like, he, how excited he is at the, at the prospect of being with this 
female bunny. Well, and as she gets closer, he starts thumping his foot so fast. And she comes over and just, like, stops his foot from thumping mm-hmm. and then takes him off into the forest. Yeah. Well, no, and, well, and then Bambi looks back, and he's laying across her lap. And he just does, like, he puts his hands up, and he's like, eh, nothing mm-hmm. I can do. So I have a little personal story here. When I was in college, uh, and I joined the Facebook, yes, it was called the Facebook at the time. How old are you? I'm old. Anyway, I joined the Facebook. At the time, I, you could only be Facebook friends, or you could only be on Facebook if you had a college email address. And you can only be Facebook friends with other people at your college because it was basically a networking tool so that you could like share notes with people in the same classes that, that you were in. With. Well, that's definitely what Facebook is used for now. Exactly. Now it's a verb. So my friends and I created this Facebook group where you have, to, it was about finding your Disney spirit character. Like the one, the, the Disney character who most encompasses your personality, your views, your everything. And you had to uh, change your profile picture to be what that character was. And I gave it a lot of thought. And it's just like, oh, maybe I'm this, maybe I'm that. The thing that I settled on was that I was this adolescent thumper. That was me. (laughs) And so people are like, oh, you're just thumper? Why? You're not that loud. It's like, no, no, I'm like adolescent thumper, where it's just like, I got the world figured out. And then somebody bats their eyes at me, and I'm just like... Bye guys. <laughs> yeah, that's that's pretty spot on. Yeah. And as I've as I've gotten older, I've become a mix between Wally and Mike Wazowski. Well, and as you've gotten older, you've gotten married, so Yeah. I love you, Schmoopsy Poo. To me. Googly bear. <laughs> so Bambi's super frustrated. Yeah, he's, and he's kind like, of on his oh, own. He's like, guys, oh, I'm just gonna drink from this like, pond. Whatever. He drinks from the pond and in the reflection you see another deer. And she's like, <laughs> remember me? He looks up. She's like, it's me, Feline. And he's, he becomes the awkward child again. He trips over his own legs. He falls. He trips on a rock. He, there's all this, she's like laughing at him this entire time. And they barely say a word. And all of a sudden, another deer with like the same kind of short antlers as him just comes barreling out. Starts pushing Feline like deeper into the forest. And she's like, uh, and she's Bambi? Like, uh, Bambi, Bambi, Bambi. Um, so then he starts fighting. This deer, by the way, it's never said in in the movie, but his name is Rano. How do you know that? Books. Rano. His name is Rano. He has no lines. His name is never said, but his name is Rano. So Bambi starts getting kind of upset about this because he had like a little momentary like fantasy that that he and Feline were jumping around in the clouds or something well, like that. Well, that's his lady. I mean, he was Twitter. That was when he was Twitter painted. That you see it from his point of view. They're jumping around in the clouds. Rano comes out of the bushes and they start fighting each other. The whole screen just goes dark and they start clashing their 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 horns. So, I have a fact here. Uh a lot of people were uh kind of confused because we haven't re- we hadn't really gotten to know Bambi very well, and because like the screen gets very, very dark, when he starts fighting Rano, it's very difficult to tell who is winning in the fight and who is who, because they're just kind of clashing and they're just, they have kind of the same silhouette. The way they tried to fix that was that whenever you see the cool colors, like blues and greens and purples, that's when Rano's winning. But whenever Bambi is winning, you get the warmer colors, like the yellows, the reds, and the oranges. And that's why when they finally fight each other and they 
and he knocks Rana over a cliff. It's like this big, glorious, like golden moment because hmm. Bambi won. Hmm. And Feline comes up and gives him a kiss. And they nuzzle. And they nuzzle. And then it goes into this moonlight serenade kind of thing where they're just like wandering around together. Well, we know what they're doing. Well, we do now. I never knew as a kid. That's the point. Yeah, where it's just like, wait, why is all this pollen floating in front of the screen? That's the I point. can't tell what's going on. There's You're just all these like little things like that. There wasn't a stork showing up. I don't know what's going on. Bambi and Feline have a wonderful evening, and the morning after, Bambi gets up and just walks away, and he finds his dad, and they're, like, being manly well, princes. He, well, okay, he doesn't just, like, walk up and be like, hey, dad, what's up? High five. No, he, he <laughs> senses. He gets high sense. High hoof. High hoof. He gets a sense, and he walks to a cliff's edge, and he sees the man encampment that has a fire going. And that's when he's just like, uh-oh, this, this looks dangerous. Then his dad shows up, the prince of the forest. And he's just like, yeah, you guys got to get out of here. Go now. Made me feel a little uncomfortable because I was thinking, oh, dad was just kind of like looking after him while he was like having some, some time with a lady. But I guess that's what happens with the prince of the forest. So he runs back to where Feline was. Is. <laughs> Or and, was. Or was. Because she got freaked the out. The moment that he starts running back, she wakes up and she's like, Bambi? Bambi? So she goes looking for him. It's like a one night standy Bambi. He didn't even leave a note. No cab fare on the dresser. No l- lipstick written on the mirror. Nothing. Had a great time. Here's some cab fare. Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> He's just gone. So she goes looking for him. And immediately as soon as she leaves, he shows up and he's like, Feline? Hello? Gone. Gone. Then the movie becomes a horror film because it shows, like, all of the animals starting to panic because, like, man is in the forest. But Well, and then man starts coming see, deep into the forest. Yeah, you don't see man at all, but you see, like, the buckshot of their guns going off, and it just barely misses just about every animal. Pew. I don't know what kind of hunting licenses these men have, but it somehow has allowed them to hunt deer, everything. quail, rabbits, moles, everything. squirrels, anything. Everything. <laughs> oh, it moves? Yeah, I can hunt it. But the first time that you see it, though, is like everybody's going into hiding. Everybody's hiding. It's just a really tense moment. And then it's like those like Vietnam movies where there's like one person that's freaking out in the foxhole, just like, I can't take it. I can't take it. And I was like, just stay quiet. Just oh, stay still. It's, and it's a quail. It's three quails. It's a quail. And it's, and oh, she's my like, gosh. No, I got to go. Worse. I got to fly. And she's like, don't fly. Don't fly. Don't fly. And you just know it's going to happen. And she takes And she's off. just like, I can't take it. And she goes and immediately is shot down. And, and all of her babies are there. In front of all of her babies. And you see feathers go everywhere. Yeah. And it, it, it goes from just being like this like person who's freaking out into just like this lump of bird on the ground. And everybody just starts running. And that's when there, you just see explosions happening. You see these demon dogs just start like running after everybody too. <sighs> and they corner Feline, the demon dogs. So the demon dogs, they, they corner Feline on a cliffside. And she can only go upwards, and so they're, like, snapping at but her. But she can't go any higher. Like, she can't she's go at any the higher. highest point. And then Bambi shows up, and he's like, flee! And she's like, save me! And he starts, like, just... Ripping these dogs Ripping apart. these dogs, starts kicking them in the jaws and, like, beating a bunch of dogs. Which, normally, in any kind of movie, I'd be like, that's that's a dick move. But yeah, in this dogs. moment, the way they kind of framed it, the way they've kind of set up Bambi's personality, I'm just like, no, you dogs deserve this. 
And then, so like after he beats up all the dogs, he gets Felina away. And then we cut to the camp of the of the men, the the bad men, the bad man, and their campfire spreads. Yeah, all of a sudden, it was just left untended. They did not take care of, of and their you fire. See their fire burns the entire forest down. Yeah, everybody's running away, and Bambi, who was still looking for Feline because he like freed her. But then they got lost again after the dogs. But then he like runs and he tries to jump to another cliff and gets shot at that moment. Like in the hind legs. Yeah, like he's kind of grazed by it. And you just see him like jump. You hear the sh- like the music stops. You hear the shot and you see him just kind of fall. And it's just like, well, well that sucks. So then the entire forest is on fire. Bambi can't move. And his dad, the great prince, runs up he's like, and goes, get up. get up. Bambi, get up. Get up, Bambi. Get up. Okay, so at this moment, I started to think, is his dad really there? Because, like, the only the other times that you see him, he's kind of obscured. Like, after what happened with his mom, like, maybe the prince of the forest ha- exists inside him. Because in all those moments where he needs, like, courage or when he needs some kind of something, his dad shows up. You're saying, like, maybe that first encounter that he had with him, he died? The dad died? No. Or he was never there? That he was maybe never there. No, I wouldn't go with. I mean, there was that first there. time when they when I he would sees say, him like, walking. Maybe in the, forest. the first time where he like saved him the first time. Yeah, maybe he died. Maybe he died, or I don't know. But I think that maybe I like say he was after never there. his after his mother died. Every time after that seemed like this could be a figment of his imagination, and it's no. just his own personal strength. No, because he definitely needs somebody to raise him. He was a baby. <sighs> I gotta read this book. He was a baby. Seriously, this book is from the 20s, and apparently there's, it's just incredibly gory. Can you read it to me? I don't know if you'd want to hear it. I probably wouldn't. If it's... No, I don't think I'd want to. <laughs> I don't think he's fake. <laughs> so after that, all, you see all of the animals. They've kind of escaped the forest by swimming across the lake, and they're all ga- kind of gathering on this like little island or just far away from everything, and they're just watching the fire burn. And you cut to, like, all of these animals bringing their babies up on shore, and they yeah. look back, and their homes are burning to the ground. And Feline's kind of worried, because she's, like... She can't find She's Bambi. thinking, like, Bambi saved my life. I can't find him. And then he comes walking up with his dad, and everything's going to be okay. And she kisses him. She yeah. nuzzles him. She licks his face. And then what happened? I don't know. My eyes closed. <laughs> oh. She nuzzles him. She kisses his face. Immediately cut to the, next the owl in the tree. And... It's like a repeat of the first scene. Exactly like the first scene. Because, like, oh, it's time. The prince is born. One big difference. Everybody who was yelling the prince is born now is being followed by tiny babies. Yes. So Flower, Thumper, mm-hmm. the mole, all of them. I love how Thumper comes running up. And, you know, you've seen Thumper before with a bunch of tiny bunnies just because he was kind of the older brother. But now he's coming with even tinier bunnies. They all stand on the log and in like complete synchronized thumps, they start thumping their feet on the log. It's like, oh, those are all his babies. And the owl's like, what are you doing thumping on the log? Yeah. Also, did I hear that right? That when Flower is like talking to his kid, he's like, come along, Bambi. Oh, I didn't hear that. Did he name his kid Bambi? I didn't hear that. Because Bambi named Flower. On accident. He thought That's he thought true. the skunk was a flower. But I thought I heard that. I don't know. I'll have to look that back up. Well, if I had twins, I would totally name them, like, one of them Bambi. Yeah. The other one, like, well, not Thumper. 
Not flower. flower. So we would just Bambi and then Feline. Bambi 2. Don't name it Bambi and Feline. No, Bambi, Bambi and, and Bambi 2. Bambi 2. The Reckoning. The Bambiing. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Bambi Nights. <laughs> <laughs> the Dark Bambi Rises. <laughs> so they all go to Feline, and she doesn't just have one baby, she has two. She had twins. She had twins. And then, in a weird sort of echo of the beginning, Bambi's not there. He's very far away on a cliff well, watching Pauline, with his dad. Pauline looks up and, like, you follow her gaze and you see, like, on the cliff is Bambi and his dad, mm-hmm. the great prince. But then the great prince, like, he walks, walks away. away. So it's just Bambi. So it's like Bambi is the great prince now. The and end. that's the end of the movie. That's the end of the movie. It's- it's just a circle. Anyway, all in all, I really, really enjoy this, especially oh, for the art in it. This because movie was so cute. Kind of like it with with uh, back with Pinocchio. So we already talked about how like Pinocchio, like every single frame looks like a work of art. Dumbo, they tried to kind of cheapen the process a little bit, but with this, it's like they kind of went back and said like, no, we need to make every single venture a work of art. Well, even outside of the animation. This is the first one so far where I'm just in love with the characters. Yeah. Like, there are so many funny moments. We were sitting here laughing. (laughs) Like, not even because of the wine. Like, it was a very, like, there were many humorous things. Mm -hmm. Everyone should watch this movie. One of those little details that I never picked up on before was the fact that Thumper is missing a tooth. (laughs) Yeah. I never noticed so he, that. Thumper. <laughs> He's thumper. Thumper. His, uh, normally, like, you see kids and it's like they're missing teeth. With rabbits, you see they always have those two front teeth because, you know, it's the rabbit teeth. But he only has one. He only one. has one. <laughs> it just kind of shows, like, part of his character. He's, he's, he's a little rough and ready and just always just kind of jumping into things. When he's, when he's older, he's got two of them. But, movie. Would you like some facts about this movie? <gasps> you mean it's time for fun, fun facts? facts. With, with Joe Pale. So I was actually able to work a lot of the facts into this whole podcast. But uh, a couple other little things. Facts in. Uh, so during the movie, you had asked, like, oh, I wonder if they actually got children to be the voices of, like, these uh, animals when they're kids. Well, because it did. sounded like babies. They absolutely did. They got kids to be the voices. That's one of the things I loved about it is the voices of the characters. They weren't like cartoony and like, whoa, we're going to do that. Like they sounded like people in like a 1940s or 1950s neighborhood just like, well, good morning, Prince. And then just walk on their way. Like even the mole who just like mm-hmm. stands was like, hmm, it's a sunny day. It's very nice. And digs away. Bambi was voiced by an actor, a young actor named Donnie Duggan. And he was not only the voice actor, but he was also the model. So... <laughs> They actually, like, modeled model? his movements after him. So it's like they filmed him when he was, like, acting out the part, which is, is something they, they started doing more often after this. I actually saw some videos on YouTube recently where, like, for Sleeping Beauty, which we'll get to, they actually filmed a lot of the voice actors, like, doing the performances and would base the animation off of their expressions and their movements and the little subtleties in that. During the fire scene, a lot of the animation was basically recycled animation that they hadn't used for Pinocchio. I guess in Pinocchio, there were more scenes of animals interacting with everybody, but that was all cut. So there are animals running from fire, apparently in some version of Pinocchio. That's funny. (laughs) So this has been fun. 
this is uh, this has been enlightening. Watching Bambi as an adult, I appreciate it so much more than I did before. I love Bambi. Yeah, I love it so much. Yeah, I love it more than I really thought I would. (laughs) So, what's the next thing that we're gonna watch? Nothing. We're gonna watch nothing. (laughs) No. What is our next one? Is it Sleeping Beauty? For our next one, we we are going to break one of our rules because we've been trying to watch anything that uh, oh yeah that is we've been trying to watch everything anything that has like an actual story like a cohesive story nothing that's like a, a well, we compilation said kind of, of shorts. No shorts yeah but we we're, we're gonna watch one of my favorite Disney movies of all time because it's so crazy and I can't uh, wait Three Caballeros we're gonna watch the Three Caballeros which was Disney's attempt at swaying. Central and South America from Nazi influence. So you tried to get me to watch this, like, I don't know, like a year ago, year and a half ago, you and fell I fell asleep, asleep in like five yeah. minutes. Well, to be fair, you started it at like midnight, and I went, yeah. sure, I'll watch a movie. <sighs> this movie, oh gosh, I can't wait to talk about it. But anyway, that's our next one. Really hope you enjoyed our, our recap of Bambi. And I really, I really, I can't stress this enough. I want everybody to go back and watch this movie because it is so much better than you think it is. Right. Like, we have not said this with any of the other ones. Yeah. I've enjoyed the other ones, but I'm not like, oh, go out and watch Dumbo immediately. Go watch Bambi. (laughs) With Pinocchio, you know, we were saying, like, it's so much more beautiful than you think it is because you think of the story points because the story is just so outlandish. But the story's like, meh, okay. Go watch Bambi. Go watch Bambi right now. It's it's just so sweet. It's also, a very, very sweet movie. You know, we wouldn't mind if you left us a review. Yeah, leave or us liked a review. Us. Give us a like. Share us with your friends. We're Anybody who likes it. Yeah. Give us a like. Leave like, us a subscribe. Review. Give us a thumbs up, oh, kids. Oh, give us a thumbs up, kids. Uh, <laughs> we're trying to expand our social influence. We're not. This is really just for us. We're just doing it for fun. <laughs> we're glad you guys everybody get listens, just, but... You guys just get to listen this to this. This is just... We drink a lot of wine and, crash. <laughs> and we watch Disney movies. So even if zero people listened, I would still do this. <laughs> the the few of you who have actually like reached out to us and like told us that you've enjoyed the, our, our ramblings has just kind of made our day. It has made our year. Pretty like much. last year the the best thing that has happened to us was starting this podcast and going into this new year. We are so excited to just kind of continue this yeah. and you know, bring some joy and to to you and to ourselves because we just love doing this. Yes. So, uh on that note, we will see you next time. We will see you next time on Why you. you. Goodbye Bye. everybody. <laughs>